All right, you guys, welcome to episode 109 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives into well-known, more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy McGeady, and we're doing another fictional episode today, which I'm super, super excited about. And um, I have guests, I have two guests on today for the first time ever. So, like, this is groundbreaking in, like, many ways. Uh, I'm talking today to Jess and uh, Siobhan from the I Totally Pause podcast, and I'm super excited. How are you? We guys? are so excited. Hi. Hi. Oh, so excited. We are Troy McGeady fangirls. We are so excited to be here. Yes, we are. <laughs> dream come true mm-hmm. first of all just so you know when i announced that i was like in the episode the mailbag episode that i was going to be doing fictional couples y- you guys got carrie and big first uh-huh. <laughs> literally like right now i'm still i still get messages that are like have you been about that carrie and big i'm not I'm like <laughs> It's being covered. We yes, it. I promise. We've just been trying to record it for the last month. Yeah. That's all. There were a lot of good <laughs> options, though. I wouldn't. When we looked at it, I was interested in doing Carrie and Big, and I was also, if you actually, if you ever do it later, I would love to come back and discuss um, Jim and Pam. I would mm-hmm. love that. I love Jim it's and like Pam. My, we're obsessed I with the office. office. My husband and I were Jim and Pam for yeah. Halloween one year. I wouldn't even have you to were? do research. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys. Like, I'm obsessed with your podcast. I've been on it. Um, I've, I've probably mentioned it on the po- on this podcast as well. You guys do a podcast, first of all, called I Totally Pause, which is, like, the fact that, like, that's the name <laughs> of your podcast already, people should be flocking. <laughs> like, the subscribe buttons should be tapped, be tapping right now. Um, do you want to, like, tell people, like, what your podcast is sure. about? Uh, we deep dive into the most iconic moments in teen pop culture from the 90s and the early 2000s. So it's been a lot of movies. But we make teen kind of loosely, though. Yeah. So basically <laughs> what we mean by teen is things that we like as teens, whether or not yeah, it was intended for teens. Yeah. <laughs> nah, maybe yeah. not always. Yeah. Um, we've done, maybe it came out when we were teenagers. Yeah, we've covered so we like some of the iconic teenagers. movies. We did um, our very first episode, of course, was about our namesake movie, Clueless. Um, we did the notebook. We have an episode coming out about mean girls. And then we've also done some other like moments. Like we have uh, one of my favorite of our episodes, actually. We did Mariah Carey's episode of Cribs. I just finished it <laughs> with Riley <laughs> from Snapback to Reality. Um, yeah. We had Troy on. We, we did, did Never Been Kissed, which is such a good one. Yeah. yeah. We did an episode about, we talked about boy bands. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about Free Britney. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You guys also did a Free Britney mm-hmm. episode, which, like, I feel like everybody that did a Free Britney episode, we now have to, like, do it again because Oh, yeah, we're there's back, always going to be updates, yeah. And I yeah. think we're planning well, to do... I think we're planning for. to do the Britney episode of Glee soon, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, you've been wanting to do a Glee episode. I have. And I've been pushing it off because I find it very dark still. I know, so. but we, gotta, oh, we have a really good... We'll tell you later who our guest is. I don't want to say it until it's recorded, but we have a good guest. Oh, yeah, I forgot we had a yeah, good guest Yeah, we have a really that. good guest yeah. for that. Uh, Yes. Well, you guys are, um, you're my favorite. Like, I love it. Same. I, like, respond and talk back to you Same like a psychopath while I'm, <laughs> while I'm listening. Oh, my God. That's, like, my favorite compliment. No. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I do that with my favorite podcast, too. <laughs> I feel like this is, like, did you guys um, see what? that video of Jonathan Van Ness meeting the girl from Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like that's what we have happening here right now. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. And I already, I spilled the beans, but we're talking about Carrie and Big today, which, like, Honestly, this was the very first couple that I thought of when I was coming up with the idea of, like, doing the fictional couples. I was like, well, obviously, Carrie and Big. They are, like, mm-hmm. the they are television's premier 
messy couple, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I think Sex and the City is such an interesting show to, like, revisit. It's always interesting to revisit for different reasons at different time periods. And people love to, like, hate on the show now because it's, like, a trendy thing to hate on the show. Yeah, parts of it hasn't have yeah. aged great. <laughs> No, but like parts of like parts of every well, show. Yeah, have an I mean, age great. it's you know like such I mean? like a piece of the time. Like it's such a great snapshot of yeah, like its sure. time period. And it was kind of interesting because I actually hadn't watched it on like so, at least not so many episodes in a row in a while. And it was kind of cool because when it came out, like we were teenagers mm-hmm. when it came out. Yeah. So to like look at this like lifestyle and like now I'm like the same age as Carrie mm-hmm. like, in these episodes. It's yeah. like so interesting you're like watching it from another angle too. Like being a yeah. single yes. gal. Yeah. What I said when you guys when we first hopped on the video call I was like ooh I was in like a mood. I was like hating on Carrie a lot like looking back at my notes but I think it's just like I feel like you said like I feel differently now as like an adult looking at Carrie and in a lot of ways I'm like grow up. <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah. grown ass. I woman. was more critical. Yeah, like reading, uh, reading, watching it from like a critical yeah. eye. Because of course, like we all. I mean, she acts like a Carrie's teenager, great. which is why, as a teenager, I fully supported and like related to everything that she was doing. Yeah. And you thought that she was like a well-rounded yeah, a wise woman, woman, yeah. like a grown ass woman about her business. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I've always, I've always thought this, and I just sent you guys a video from this YouTube channel that I love called Screen Prism. Um, where they kind of do, like, think pieces about TV and movies, and they, like, basically go into this whole thing about how Carrie was, and I will say, I'm I'm truly patting myself on the back and saying that I'm taking credit for the video. (laughs) I had these thoughts for years, um, but I remember watching The Sopranos for the very first time, and, like, really weird to make the comparison, but I was like, oh, like, HBO is just, like, a network now that has, like, after The Sopranos, like, it's all, like, anti-heroes. Like, the leads of all their shows are, like, anti-heroes. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah. You know? And to me, Carrie Bradshaw was, like, the one of the first, like, television anti-heroes, because she isn't, she's, like, very flawed, Mm -hmm. and, like, flawed in a way that at that time felt, like, very revolutionary, and, like, I think that's more so why at the time people felt such a connection to her mm-hmm. even people that were her age that were watching it because she was she's a hot a mess, mess. Yeah. she yeah. was a hot mess and like sort of unapologetically a hot mess and there are some things that she never like figured out at the end of the show and it was just um now looking back it's like a lot of the stuff you just want to rip your hair out because you know what's coming and you know all the things and you know all these characters so well but at the time for all of the other girls to be such specific like types mm-hmm. and then for her to just be like this sort of manic pixie mess mm-hmm. right uh, she kind of was like the manic pixie before we had like manic pixie dream girls yeah <laughs> i didn't even she know that was a thing manic pixie. manic pixie dream girl that's like the yeah, like i've um, never heard you ever before. seen like 500 days of summer yes that girl she's like a manic pixie dream girl like i don't know how else to like I don't know how to no, describe no, it other than yeah, to give you examples, good. but I think you know what, what it is. It's a perfect yeah. example. No, it's that, like an unattainable, like, she's a mess, like, adorable, she falls around. Yeah, kind of like flighty, but she keeps, like, pulling you in. Yeah. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. But she's also manic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Like, <laughs> emphasis on the manic part of it, where she's, like, a mess. Yes, I think Carrie would be um, the queen of those, then. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, to see, like, a girl on TV, like, in 1999 that, like, couldn't pay her bills really and like was allegedly broke but like spent all her money on things that she shouldn't spend it on (laughs) and was like terrible with men 
and was like self-absorbed. Um, there's like things about her personality that make you feel like, yeah, I could totally mm-hmm. be friends with Carrie. 100%. She's funny. She's quick. She's a really like loyal friend. Um, but at the same time, like you would verbally assault sure. her. You yeah. know what I mean? You'd be like, girl. <laughs> her choices would drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God. She would be that friend that you're like, I feel like I'm verbally abusive to you sometimes. <laughs> I know. And she would not listen. But because She'll I love just, you. like keep doing what she wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't listen to anything you say. Um, so yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get into it. So the episode that I kind of, we have all kind of watched like different episodes. And, like, I watched the I wrong watched, episode. Like, you can say it. You two watched the same episode <laughs> and I watched the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> no, you watched. <laughs> Technically, you did watch the wrong episode, but, like, <laughs> it's kind of cool because you have a perspective of their relationship yeah. that's but outside of what we're talking about. We've all watched all of the episodes, yeah. you know what I mean, at yeah. the end of the day. We've all watched all of them, so really just to get yeah, watch the right one. Yeah, this is more of, like, a reminiscing, but, uh, technically, I guess the episode that we're talking about today is from season three. It's episode 11. It's called Running with Scissors. And if you are a fan of the show, then you'll know just right off the top that it's the episode where Carrie gets caught cheating with Big and their affair sort of like like spirals into this like crazy situation where his wife shatters her teeth out and mm-hmm. it's just a mess. Um, well, yeah, it starts with I, like champagne, strawberries, yeah. and it ends with a broken tooth in the ER. That's, that's the span of this uh, episode. It really takes That sounds places. like on brand for Carrie, though, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, like, a, just an average day for <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. Um, and I liked, I chose this episode, and I like it because I like the the sort of, like, journey of their relationship going from this, like, like you said, like, champagne and caviar dreams moment of right. them, like, you know, on the penthouse of the Hyatt. And then, like, they're at the end, they're in, like, seedy, gross motels that smell like takeout, and people think Carrie is a hooker. And it, like... And they're getting it, annoyed it, with each other, and it's, like, not sexy yeah. anymore. You know, it's almost like a chore, kind of. It becomes... There's no air conditioning, and, like, it is... It's a good descriptor of, like, the ups and downs of their relationship, mm-hmm. you know? It can be really awesome and, like, fairy tale ish like it's very like the bachelor at times and then sometimes you're like wow like she actually is in a full-blown abusive relationship yeah let's not forget that this man will leave her at the altar one day yeah yeah i think it's funny humiliate her (laughs) i will never forget when we saw the movie siobhan and i saw it together and i will never forget when you know the scene when they're first at the honeymoon and carrie's like in bed for days and then the first time you see her face when (laughs) she looks in the mirror everyone in the theater oh yeah I will never forget it. I think it was an audible gasp across Mm -hmm. the country. (laughs) Women and gays across the country all clenched their hearts at the same time and thought, what the fuck? Well, because when we left the show, when we left the show, like, they were happy and they were together. And, like, our girl got the guy that she wanted as much as, like, you know, sometimes it drove us crazy. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, that's what we wanted with each other. Yeah, and she had all these beautiful gowns mm-hmm. and got to do a photo shoot in Vogue. And, you know, everything was supposed to go her way. That's how we wanted it for Carrie. Mm-hmm. So for that to happen. They tricked mm-hmm. us. They, they tricked did. us into thinking that this is the movie that would be like the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, they're still carrying big. Yep. Yeah. They're going to do this until mm-hmm. they're 90. They're still like, messy. Yeah. They're still messy. Nothing's changed. Um, 
But yeah, I guess then do you want to just like, I guess, get into the episode? Sure. Um, So I was trying to think at this, I was trying to think of the timeline. I went back and like watched a lot of the episodes and just focused on Carrie and Big for the most part, just because there's just Mm -hmm. so much. And it's like season one, they're kind of casually just like bumping into each other. They're like not really full Mm -hmm. on like dating dating. And it's season two that they really have like a boyfriend girlfriend type relationship. But then end of season two is when he takes a job in Paris and doesn't tell her, or at least doesn't tell her how long it's going to be. So mm, then I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how they have like their big breakup. And I think it's like when he's in Paris that he meets um, Natasha. That sounds the, right. Is it season four? Is it season four that he moves when he moves to Napa? Away? When he moves, because he moves to like California, doesn't he? I think that's yeah. season five, or maybe the okay. end of season four. No, the end of season four. Yeah, he because that's the episode where Miranda has her baby. They're in the carriage, and they have to like take the carriage to go to the hospital. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because by the way, you take a Napa, you don't move to Napa. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> See, <laughs> see, we all watch the episodes. We've all watched them all. Um. Wait. So, just what episode did you watch? Because you actually, like I said, you have yeah. like you said you watched a different earlier perspective one. than the relationship. I watched right. a very early episode. I watched. Um. Actually, maybe I watched a couple episodes because I don't think what I'm looking at is the same. Yeah, I watched yeah. parts of two episodes. So I watched the one where Carrie had the pregnancy scare, mm, uh, okay. which made me cry a little. And then I watched the one um, where she wants to go to church with Big and his mother. Yeah, and he tells yeah. her not to, and she okay. shows up anyway, like the psychopath that she is. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, and it I was so, it. it was like, it was one of the cringiest things I've seen in a long time when she goes and like introduces herself and he goes, um, this is my friend Carrie. And she goes, Carrie, Carrie, like, girl, he introduced you as his friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> she has like, oh so shame. <laughs> um, there's well, a, well, there's a great scene in that where I think they're, like, planning to go away for the weekend. I think that's, like, her consolation prize mm-hmm. for, like, not really, like, wanting to introduce. Yeah. And she goes, just tell me I'm the one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell your mother or the whole world. Just tell me. And he can't do it. They've been dating, though, for months at this point. She says that. Yeah. He right. says, I love you, but I can't. Well, that's what and I she goes, so in that's my notes. It. I said she's breaking up with him because they've been dating for months and he won't say I love you or introduce her to his mother. She's insane. And his like explanation was perfectly reasonable. Actually, it reminded me a lot of like my brother right now. His explanation was perfectly reasonable. He was like, you know, I've dated a lot of women. My mom has met a lot of girlfriends. I don't want to introduce her to anyone else until I'm 100% sure that like I'm going to get married, which like fair. Yeah. That's what my brother well, is yeah, like. Bef- recent, my brother's thir- younger than Big is here. My brother's like thirty-one, and he broke up with a girl that he dated for like seven years, and now he's been like dating girls. But he has said like, I just I don't. You, none of you need to meet her until I'm like thinking right. I'm gonna get married. Yeah, I'm, like good. I don't want to. Well, the episode <laughs> where um, Big tells Carrie he's like never getting married again. She says she's like I never thought about getting married until he said he didn't want to get married. Now it's all I want to think about. Mm. So it's like she obsesses about mm-hmm. everything he says. Like she looks way too much into so much that he says. Where he's just saying yeah. something like, "Yeah, I don't want to get married again." But it's like, all right, like that's well, what in he the says. same episode like, that to- I watched. That's also the episode where she farts in front of him 
And then, oh my god so then like he like just like doesn't feel like having sex one night which like you know saying she thinks like at one point in that episode she says that because they're like actually sleeping together she thinks that this must be like a real relationship but then like she farts in front of him and then when he like isn't in the mood to have sex one night she thinks that it's because she farted like what is she 12 and then she says um and i wrote in my notes i was like no carrie that's how you know you're in a relationship like he doesn't necessarily yeah. feel like you know you need to have sex like Every single time you feel like yeah, you're like not her, his booty call. Like it's not that you're sleeping. Like she just she's missing all of like I don't know. I feel like she didn't give him credit where it was due, but then also like gave him like, like all I don't of know. her like happiness is like tied to yeah. his like his up and downs are her up and downs. Yes. You know what I mean? Like all of her happiness is tied to how he feels at the moment, and it's like hard to watch somebody be so like There's so little self worth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you, like, get so angry because she's so great. She's mm -hmm. so talented and funny and beautiful and, like, cool. And it's just like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. Um, There was another example where Carrie learns that um, when he had also a threesome with his wife, his ex-wife, and she... Like, thinks that he's, like, immediately, like, going to leave her now. Like, she thinks she has to get, like, more wild Ugh. in bed. And is, like, questioning herself. And she's I'm just like, are you seriously thinking he's going to leave you because you're not going to do a threesome that he didn't ask for? <laughs> and he just, like, casually <laughs> mentioned it. And then he turns out, like, they had the threesome because, like, the, like, marriage was over. And they were just trying to do something. Right. Like, to, you know, spice yeah. it up. Like, it's not even something that he necessarily wanted. I still will say, though, that I stand behind the fact that, like, She's frustrating because she's a friend that every single person mm-hmm. has had. And at times, Have like... Been. I think we've all been her, The thing about her, her that's too. frustrating... We've right. all been her. Like, she is the most like everybody watching the show. Whenever, whenever people do, like, which Sex in the City character are you? It's like, we're, we're all Carrie. We're all Carrie. <laughs> that's why, she, that's why yeah. she's frustrating. Why she's you know what I mean? Yeah. The other ones video, don't frustrate us as much yeah, for that reason. That video you sent, I watched that one. The one that was, like, about her being the anti-hero and stuff. And that's what they were mm-hmm. saying. Like, she's a little more she's flawed and like we all under, like see ourselves as like being flawed and everything and the other characters yeah. are very much like specific types of people so you can say oh yeah my friend that's like slutty or like my other friend that's like obsessed <laughs> right. with getting married and having kids like you know I will say that I've always sort of prided myself like I've always had pride in the fact that like even in like 8th and 7th grade when I was watching this I always knew in my soul that I was a Miranda <laughs> and it wasn't like chic to say that back then it was very inappropriate to be like well I'm the Miranda girls and everybody else is like <laughs> like why <laughs> well, you're I the dopey yeah, you ginger said, um, a video about how like she's our like Miranda's our hero in like 2018 I wanted to watch that one before but I didn't get a chance to yeah, watch it after. It's good. It's like, um, they basically just talk about how, like, with the, the the way that the show has changed, like, the tide of the people watching it. At a time, Carrie was, like, aspirational for every woman. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. was, like, a new kind of woman on TV. And it made a whole generation of girls think that they should move to New York and smoke Mark mm-hmm. Lights and buy expensive shoes and have shitty relationships. And be messy. Whereas, like, and Miranda was, like, the one that nobody wanted to be. She was, like, the embarrassment. Right, because she was, like, responsible time, and had a good know? job. And, you know. yeah, yeah, and, like, independent, like, f- like independent thinking. And, and didn't chase after mm-hmm. men, really. She was the only one in the show that didn't really, like, 
feel the need to be validated by a man. If anything, she found a man that like broke her, Steve. Yeah. yeah. You know I, what I mean? I thought it was interesting they pointed out, and I never thought about this before, that all the women, except really Carrie, ended up with someone they didn't think they would end up with. Like how um, Charlotte's with yeah. like Harry, the guy who's like you know heavier so and true. bald, and like Samantha's with this like young guy. Yeah. Um, That's so true. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was such a good point. Like, I was like, oh my god! That. I was like, ooh! I was like, that like blew my mind. I was like, I never thought about that. They all ended up with unconventional like partners. Hmm. And like Steve is like obviously like the ultimate bay. I mean, like let's be real. <laughs> Steve is like the only guy on the show in the history of the show that you would like aspired really to be with like i love steve yeah personally. a lot of people liked um aiden i was just gonna say we don't like, I mean am i forgetting something about aiden is there a reason we don't like him but i always oh, yeah, like mr that people love aiden yeah i liked uh, mr big over aiden always so and aiden is, you know like he's aiden. the reason that we have eight million little boys named aiden now i feel like that name was not Literally. super popular before sex in the city and now it's like the boy name <laughs> the oh, number one boy name probably right What's new, Buttercup? Where'd you been? What'd you do? Who'd you see? <laughs> um, <laughs> we can get into the episode now. So, because <laughs> I could do this for like, I could do that, what we just did okay, for five hours. Ahead. Yeah. Okay. Easily. Like, um, I have to like refrain myself. Um, so, the episode starts with Carrie and Big meeting at a hotel because they're in the midst of this like truly tawdry affair. I don't even know what you would call it. It's a, uh, Carrie is in the, in the peak of her relationship with Aiden and Big is married to Natasha, who is like very much Carrie's opposite. She has it all together. She's very sort of like prim and proper. She's like she's like a, a like a, a woman from Nantucket or something. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah, like very a, Jackie O. Yeah, like she's like an aesthetic. You know, she's totally. the complete opposite of everything that Carrie is. Um, I like how they were and in a plaza this- hotel type situation, as if like the fancier the hotel, like the less seedy their affair is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, there's like a progression, like we said earlier, from the meeting at these like really gorgeous like New York staple hotels because they, you know, sort of like see themselves as this like New York couple. You know, they're like the Statue of Liberty, Carrie and Big. <laughs> um, and there's like this like romantic like bachelor escapism, but then it slowly transitions. Very, it actually does very slowly transition too. Like the next couple hotels they stay in aren't like disgusting, right? They're just a little mm-hmm. less nice. Like the air doesn't work and the sheets are gross. Yeah, and like the champagne goes to like a glass of red wine. <laughs> exactly, and like they're smoking in bed and like eating Ritz crackers. Like it slowly goes to like just full-on, like, Dan and Roseanne Connor, basically. You know what I mean? They start off, like, <laughs> yeah, this, like, fun. romanticized couple, and then it... <laughs> it, like, transitioned into something super dark. Well, yeah, because he's, like, in a suit, and then he ends up, like, in his, like, underwear, like, when he greets her at the yeah. door. Like, he's, like, totally not trying to put on any, like, sexy airs anymore. Yeah, and she says um, in an earlier episode, like, that he makes her... He, like, turns her into, like, this person she doesn't know, and, like, she becomes like characters like she's like flirty carrie and like silly carrie and fun carrie and she dresses in and like costumes not good. and like <laughs> yeah it's i know that it's like, like in my notes like you. early in the relationship i said like she the way she gets like so nervous when he comes into her apartment she's like embarrassed of her apartment like this is not a good relationship she's hiding yeah. herself from him he doesn't know yeah. who you are 
Whereas, like, Aiden did know yeah. Carrie, you know? And he accepted her for all of the things that mm-hmm. she was afraid to show big, you know? Yeah, and I think Carrie said that she was, like, the big in her relationship with Aiden. Yeah. Like, she was the one kind of holding back and, like, withholding that kind of, like, closeness and intimacy. She didn't think she deserved Aiden, I feel. What? No. Oh, no, probably not. What? Yeah. Okay, well, either you can get it or Daddy can help you, okay? Because I'm doing the podcast right now. No. Go. Go. Go to sleep. I love it. It's a tradition. You have every episode. It is. It's, this is actually iconic. <laughs> if you guys like listen, like I was just watching like a moment that I've like heard in my <laughs> in my ears and like visualized. What? I like live for it. Go, go talk to Daddy if you need help. <laughs> yeah, Riley heard uh, just yell or kick. That probably got edited out. I closed the door. Went out. Went out there. Yeah. This is oh, enough. <laughs> you are done. Earlier, J- Jess's son came in and, and very politely and demurely like gave her full Matilda fantasy <laughs> and said, um, I'm busy reading in my room. I'm reading a novel. Oh, a and novel. if you could tone down the podcasting right now wow. so I can read. Wow, wow, wow. I was like, wow, a, a gentleman. In so many words, um, yeah. Through and through, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote that in my notes. They go from like you know, drinking champagne to, like, they're literally chain-smoking and eating Ritz crackers. Like, I wasn't being sarcastic. Um, and, like, during the duration of Carrie's relationship with Aiden, um, like, Big has always been, like, obviously very jealous of Aiden. Like, Big, I think, picks up on some weird thing where he knows that Aiden, like, gets all of her and like he doesn't get all of her the way Aiden does. Like, yeah, you know, he's really the other guy in every way that you could like imagine it um which is ironic because i don't think it's like carrie gets all the big but natasha definitely didn't mm-hmm. you know well yeah but she carrie, gets a version of big that natasha doesn't yeah have. but carrie probably also probably also thought that natasha was getting all the big because big married yeah. her and wouldn't marry her so that's what like yeah that's true yeah so she probably also gave her the house and everything and we also as we know carrie's insecure when it comes to big mm-hmm. so of course she's gonna like not think she was good enough compared to Natasha. Well, I mean, we know this because she talks about this, like, throughout the series when Natasha's part of it. And, like, during the time of this affair, like, Aiden and Carrie were, like, very in love. Like, this is, like, right before all this stuff happens is one of the times people like, fetishize about Carrie and Aiden. Like, they were, like, really feeling each other, and um, while they're, like, they're still in, like, their sneaking around phase. They're laying in bed, and she's sort of, like... They're second-guessing. Every time they're together, they're, like, second-guessing, like, why they're doing this. Why are they having this affair? What is it going to lead to? Like, she's like, what, are you going to call Natasha and be like, hey, I want a divorce. I'm leaving you. I'm, like, leaving you for Carrie. Like, that's obviously not going to happen. Like, what are we going to do? And uh, he he only calls Aiden that other guy. <laughs> yeah. And say, like that other guy, your other boyfriend. And she's like, his name is Aiden, you fucking pompous asshole. The other guy. Um, and he, you know, he says, in this scene, he says, she tries to kiss her, and then he says, she doesn't want to, and he goes, oh, what are you saving it for your oh, boyfriend? Yeah. I know! And it's like, yeah! <laughs> like, what are you saving for your wife? Oh, that's like, so gross. <laughs> like, you're Who worse. are you saving your smooches for, sir? <laughs> Um, I was wondering, why don't they go to her apartment? 
like why does it have to be hotels like once it gets to the CD aspect of it like why aren't they just going to her apartment probably because she sleeps with Aiden Aiden in that bed but she probably sleeps with Aiden there yeah oh yeah I guess that would I guess so it would be weird I guess to be like mixing it because they eventually go to his his apartment though yeah they do go to his house but that's where like the stuff hits the fan though right yeah. Right. That's when they're getting, like, they basically want to get caught. Mm-hmm. That also feels like something that he would not care about, though, and that she would. That, like, that's where she has sex with Aiden. He wouldn't care about oh, that. Oh, he wouldn't care. No. No, you but know? I could see her caring about that. Um, that night, Carrie gets a drink with Miranda and confesses to her that she's having an affair with Big, and she's also smoking again. And, like, one of the things that I wanted to run by you guys, which, by the way, Smoking goes hand in hand with Big. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're when right. When she's having sex with Big, she's always chain smoking. <clears throat> but one of the things I wanted to run by you guys, tell me if you think I'm crazy. And it could be because I'm a narcissist <laughs> and I like love Miranda, so like I'm like looking <laughs> at it through that. But um, I think that one of the things that this show has always been actually really good at is this sort of like nonverbal ways that the women's friendships work. They're just things that you pick up on throughout the years that they don't ever really talk about specifically, but you just know. And um, I think that the girls all have a, a collective understanding that, like, Miranda is Carrie's, like, best friend. Whereas, like, the other girls are Carrie. Yeah. Like, they're all close, but I feel like Miranda has a special place like Charlotte, in Carrie's like, heart. Or, like, Carrie is Charlotte and Samantha's best friend, but Miranda exactly. is Miranda's Carrie's best friend. best friend. Yeah, that sounds I fair. I totally agree and with that. And they don't seem to mind. No, no. Because they're just like, yeah. Just like how you'll have, like, other friends that, you know, have very close friends. But you don't mind because, you know, like, yeah. you know, you know, they're both good friends to each other and stuff. Yeah. And so if you're really their friend, you won't mind that they have another good friend that's, right. like, a nice friend to them. Um, I loved how she said to Miranda, feel free to delete me out of your Palm Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and even Miranda smokes a cigarette. And I was like, I love yeah. that. That was like her like thing of solidarity. Because you know Miranda probably hates that she smoked cigarettes. Mm. So like when she did that, I was like, oh, she's like really there with her. She's She is a good friend. She's like puffing this. Can I tell you guys another quick funny story that that just reminded me of? Of course. We were leaving the grocery store yesterday and we get in the car. My, I like strap the kids in and I get in and Judah goes, mom, drive away fast. There's a smoker in the next car. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Well, the smoke's not going to get through their car window and our car window for you to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, my kids are horrified by smoking. Put the pedal to the middle. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's good. Um, of them. Maybe they'll, they're the thing that will help me. Yeah. Put it. <laughs> oh, you don't tell you. If you um, told a stranger Carrie, outside of Wawa that they were going to die because they were smoking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> was like, tell them like to come bully me real quick. <laughs> wow, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine three-year-old boy being like, "You're going to die." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's <laughs> scary straight for anything. <laughs> oh um, but yeah, I just I think that like Miranda's like. Like, I think that, obviously, they all orbit around Carrie, and then, but Carrie, like, goes to all of them for different, like, she has, like, different kinds of advice that mm-hmm. she needs from mm-hmm. each one of these women, as you do with your well, friends. Well, are they all, like, but do they, I don't know is, if I ever thought about this, or if, I'm sure it's addressed to the show, but I've never thought about it. Are they all friends, like, they all know Carrie, and that's how they know each other, right? Okay. Yeah. 
I never watched like the Carrie Diaries when like everyone got yeah, introduced. Yeah, I watched but I feel a few like episodes like of that, but I'm trying gets, to remember. But I feel like they have like kind of gotten into in the past how they met. Like I feel like we learned how she met Charlotte. If anything, from the first movie, wasn't there like a little in the thing Carrie in the first Diaries? Movie? I'm pretty sure she meets Samantha when she's like in yes. high school and she's interning in New York. If I'm not mistaken. She definitely meets Samantha. I remember her being a character on mm-hmm. the show that I didn't watch, but I remember hearing that yeah. she was a character. Um, yeah, like, you don't... It's like they have, like, a weird... Like, there's... Like, Miranda and Samantha seem to have, like, a pretty, like... They react to things sim- similarly. I wouldn't say that they have, like, a individually close relationship, but, like, when they're all together, it's usually them making eyes at each other, like, about mm-hmm. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, like... Even them, like, they all have, like, a, a sort of strange relationship with each other that doesn't often exist without Carrie there. And I, I don't know. I feel like they they all know that when Carrie needs, like, hardcore, tell it like it is, like, I need you to really fucking, like, rip into me, she goes mm-hmm. to Miranda, yeah. which is why she told Miranda about... Well, because Samantha would just tell her to like enjoy herself and not feel guilty about it. Right. Like Samantha would be like, just do what you want to do, and then Charlotte would like not be able to even like handle it and like or like look her in the eye. (laughs) Like she would be so upset. Like you know, which we actually going into as they're leaving the last hotel room, she runs into poor Charlotte. Uh, At this point, she engaged, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's or what would you say? Is she engaged to Trey Mm -hmm. at this point? Yeah, she's engaged in like planning their their like wedding. Um that fucking asshole. Trey is the worst. Um This is And a- I also wrote down in my like not that it even fucking matters, but like there's obviously like a B and C and D plot to every episode of Sex and City because there's four women. Um and the B plot in this episode <laughs> is that Samantha is meeting her like sexual partner in the sense that he's like the male mm-hmm. version of her. Oh, that and they've like heard yes. of each other. I thought you were going to start talking about when I realized that we that I watched the wrong episode. I pulled this up really quick and read like a quick synopsis of this just to refresh myself. And what I remembered most about it, even more than the broken tooth, was that this is the episode where um, Samantha takes the AIDS test. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite it's scenes scene. in the history of the show. It's really. And I, I wrote it down because it's like, I don't know, I feel like it should be, it's worth mentioning. Oh, of that, course, like, yeah. First, you know, and first of all, let me just also say that, like, so, like, they, like, end up going back to his place and they're, like, it's a full-on Samantha sex scene moment where they're, like, about to have sex and he, like, opens the door and there's a sex swing, which, like, in, like, 2001 <laughs> was the most t- truly taboo wild thing that you could ever imagine a sex swing and she's like oh it was like Pamela and Tommy had a sex swing I remember that like I remember hearing that like they had one it was like like to imagine installing with like nails and bolts like a sex swing in your house is like just crazy um but they get into like the conversation of like he's like well when's the last time you had an AIDS test and we realize that like Samantha has never been tested and like I don't know I I when I was watching it, I was like, if you put yourself in the mind of, like, like a writer mm-hmm. in, like, the year 2000, like, writing this episode, um, like, a show about, like, adult women, like, unapologetically talking about sex and stuff, and, like, how boundary-pushing that was at the time, it's actually pretty chic that they mm-hmm. 
acknowledge the fact that Samantha is promiscuous and it's not all just like, you know, rainbows and, and butterflies and all that. Like, she's having sex every day with like multiple mm-hmm. men in New York City. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. The acknowledgement that they're, she could, you know, have right. something. And it's also it's like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Although it is kind of crazy that Samantha would never have a test considering she's supposed to be like older. And I know. which means she would have been pretty young while like the AIDS crisis was going on in New York. Right. So like, it's not like kind of. I mean, this is like just thinking too much. It's not very realistic. That but she then would she never might be of that generation that thinks that like only gay men get AIDS. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's what I was point. thinking too. Like the fact that they showed a woman needing to mm-hmm. get an AIDS test. Yeah. I mean, even still, like on TV, that's like. Because the only television other, shows still equate AIDS to gay yeah, to gay people. Because the only other mention we had of really like an STD is like in the Hamptons episode where like Charlotte gets crabs. Like I feel like we don't really hear <laughs> yeah. about it. Considering it's a show called Sex in the City, we don't hear too much about like I guess like sexual education. By the way, did you guys know that Candace Bushnell wrote a new book? I caught my eye. I was leaving my public library like two days ago, and it was in the new books section, and it's called "Is There Still Sex in the City." Oh, pardon the what's her name? Candace Bushnell. That's her name, right? The woman who wrote the book. Yes, she wrote, yeah. I wonder what's it, what I it's about. I will read it and I will report back. Yeah. Tell me everything. Um, fun fact. There, by the way, there is <laughs> to answer her to answer her question. <laughs> um, fun fact for people who are fans of Real Housewives of New York City, they may remember that Dorinda said one of her famous lines, "How am I doing? Not well, bitch." To Candace Bushnell. <laughs> <laughs> not to her to that's, her but said like was talking and saying like <laughs> said it that's such a great moment because you know Candace was like Candace was like looking around at the women like I want to write all of you into a book right now this is insane she was just like her eyes were like emojis like so big <laughs> yeah why didn't Kara Radzimel um, ever take that chance like I'm surprised she still hasn't ever taken that chance to write a book about like you know not like about them but you know thinly veiled like do something yeah that just seems like, like something she would do. Yeah, especially now because she's like does she's like yeah. catty and pissed off at the show. Right. Um, what remains is amazing. Actually, that's a really good book. I've never read that. It's worth I reading. I always want to, but I've Jessica. You would like, actually like, like it too. What is it called? Yeah, it's it's called What Remains. And so Carol Radswell, she was um, not sister in law, but her husband and JFK Jr. were cousins, and pretty much were really close. Grew up together. And so she was really close to him and, like, knew him while he was dating and got married to Carolyn. And so they were very close, like, as couples. And her husband, basically, right after they get married, they find out he has cancer. And it's, like, a really serious, like, fast-moving cancer. And what's so crazy is that throughout, like, the book, they always say, like, JFK Jr. and Carolyn, like... When he's gone, we'll take care of you. We'll be there for you, you know. Because, like, um, I think she just doesn't have, like, a really big extended family and whatnot. So she really wouldn't have a lot of people. And um, they end up, like, dying in the plane crash, like, months before her husband dies. So that's what's, like, that was, like, her security system and everything. That was, like, her contingency plan after Anthony died. and when he died and then they or they died and then he died she like truly felt like so alone because those were like such close you know it's her husband first of all and then you know her two closest friends friends. and family too so it's a great book it's a really good memoir i think i might listen to it on audible and listen to carol 
raspily. <laughs> um, there's also a, like a minor C plot in the episode that does like end up playing like a big part in the episode that like Charlotte is at the peak of like planning this wedding. So she's like, like Charlotte isn't even in this episode, but she is in it. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, she's like not there she like barely directly talks to anybody she's just like looking through like bride weekly like a psychopath um and she's like forcing the girls to help her find a wedding dress at lunch and charlotte also i it's worth mentioning because charlotte's like aside from the fact that she's at her most primal state planning a wedding this is like charlotte <laughs> realizing That's a great her, way to describe her most primal <laughs> state you know I, mean? I love that <laughs> She also, Samantha suggests that she needs to, quote, calm the fuck down and hire a wedding planner. And this is where she meets Anthony. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I fast forward through a lot of their scenes. Like, I don't blame you. Well, just watching to, like, get ready for this episode. Like, I I fast forward through a lot just because I had been watching so much. So I was, like, just trying to get to the Carrie and Big of it all. I thought you meant because Mario Cantone is so annoying. <laughs> no, I can watch him. No, he's fine. Um, the D plot that is completely not worth mentioning, but is because it's literally absurd. They're like, how can we get Miranda in the episode? <laughs> huh. uh, so she's walking down the street. We, and- she's walking down by Blimpies. And a hot guy with a nice smile says, eat me. Every time she walks by, it's the weirdest plot. It is so silly and weird. I remember that. It's so stupid. (laughs) And Carrie's like, he pulls his mask away and she realizes that he actually has a beautiful smile. It's like, are we really like, she's like romanticizing the Blimpy's sandwich guy outside and this is going to be like a thing. Um, so I have the Sex but, in the City book, and Mike, Michael Patrick King like makes writes a comment about this because um, he wrote this episode actually. So he goes, okay. "Once I was going Love through this. Macy's at Christmas time, and there was a guy in a puppet show. You couldn't see his face, but he was doing puppets and walking around. I was with my friend John, and John said, "Oh, grow up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing because I read the next part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh bad God. at reading things. Okay. So he said, John said, oh, grow up. <laughs> and the guy from inside <laughs> said, fuck you. And his voice changed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't read. Later, I saw a guy oh dressed God. up as a sandwich on the street and thought, eat me. That would be funny. <laughs> Sorry. And that's the only thing he says the whole time. Eat me. Yeah. He never speaks. Um, it's creepy. It is. And creepy. nowadays that would be so inappropriate. It'd be like, sir, you're mm-hmm. harassing. Actually, she did say that, of course, because it's Miranda, because she's been yeah. ahead of her time. So Miranda storms in blimpies. And she says, Do you know that there's a guy out there sexually harassing people? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Oh, it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> um,. And then Samantha finally does pay the visit to the doctor, like we said, and she... It's one of my favorite scenes. These women don't get enough credit for, like, their physical comedy. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. They were all great on this whole series. They are funny as shit, but, like, physically, they all do such, like... They all have such different ways of being funny. Like, Charlotte shitting herself and, like, her (laughs) facial expressions in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, they're so funny. I do Um, think at almost every point, all of them was nominated for something, whether it was, like, a Golden Globe or any. Definitely Kim Cattrall and, like, Cynthia Nixon, obviously, did, um... 
Did Sarah Jessica Parker win an Emmy? I feel like she no. might. Well, Cynthia Nixon, we know, is like did. a for real actress. Like she, she was won. on Broadway. Yeah. yeah, she at least won a Golden Globe because yeah. I have this vision of her holding a Golden Globe in this really pretty dress. So yes, I'm gonna say. I she always did. say I think um, stage actors are always like way better. I was than gonna say because on, like, I am like an elite snob and I respect stage actors more than <laughs> screen and television actors. So yeah. It's such a heightened like yeah, ability on screen. Like, um, yeah. Hello, SJP started off as Annie on Broadway. We know. Hello, and she's married so to that's a Broadway a stage actor legend. Yeah. yeah, it always makes me. I I feel like to me, like I, I picture like Laurie Metcalf, like in the the mm. best days of Roseanne, like old school Roseanne. Like Aunt Jackie is like the reason people really mm. watch Roseanne. Yeah. Let's be real. Laurie Metcalf is like a Back in multi the Tony Award winner. Yeah, she's like the queen mm. of the stage. Um, but Samantha visits the. She finally like goes to the doctor, and the, I love this. The doctor's like going down this like list of like things to ask her, and she's like, "Do you do anal?" She's like, "Yes." She's like, "Do you have group sex?" And she's like, "Yes." <laughs> like every answer is yes. And then the doctor goes, "She goes, what kind of condoms do you use?" And she goes, "Trojan lifestyle, sheet, wet mild." <laughs> she's like, "I meant lambskin or." <laughs> Funny if she had done the sizes cheap. too. Like if she'd gone down the like the size, like extra large, large, medium. <laughs> Trojans lifestyles, wet and wild. Like, I was like, wow, all of the nineties mm. condoms. Um, um, I just need to run and grab my phone charger real quick because I just got a ten percent battery warning. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay, okay. I'll still be able oh, no. to hear you, but okay. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me. I'll be two seconds. Okay. Um. Well, the qu- and like it's also you know, I was- it's silly now, but it's like it is. It I, I don't know. When I was watching it, I was like, wow, you know, this is like two thousand one ish, and Samantha's like this like sexually liberated woman on TV, which is already wild. Yeah. Like I remember being young, and not even just because I was young; it was truly because it was wild. Watching Samantha Jones and being like, this is a truly wild, wild woman. She is living out I've loud. S- <laughs> she is living out loud, living her truth. Uh, like, just. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Carry on. Carry <laughs> um, But then we're like back at Carrie's apartment and we're seeing Aiden for the first time in the episode uh, so far and she and Aiden are like trying to have sex and she can't bring herself to do it um, while he's like kissing her mouth he's like making like a you know like a noise and she like tries to find a reason to make him stop kissing her because she's like uncomfortable with the fact that she's cheating on him so she's like stop making that noise it's annoying me and he's like but you always like he's like I'll usually I'll try not to make the noise I guess yeah and it's like a humming it's something like um, she like pushed him away like she did with Big at like the last hotel like when he was like trying to like kiss her and be like with her and like she like pushed him yeah. away that way too and Aiden's obviously like upset about it and Carrie tells him that she's just in a weird place and she'll be out of it soon aka Big <laughs> she says yeah <laughs> and she says he's like I'm gonna go home and like let you cool off or whatever and she's like okay and like she says this thing when he when he walks out the door in her commentary that like they had reached a uh, high risk relationship behavior oh, yes. where like they've now crossed a line where he, this is like, he can tell something's weird. Like it's this moment where he's like, 
he just kicked me out of bed because I was humming. Right, in and the like, middle of the night. And then he says, when yeah. he gets up, like, you've never minded that I made that noise before. You used to say that you liked it. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what I mean? And she knows that she's exposed herself. Like, he knows I'm being weird. I would never do this to him. Exactly, because mm-hmm. she's usually, like, the anti-big, like, relationship and you know what, version Carrie, of herself. That's she's why you don't open. cheat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I also forgot how Carrie yeah. wore the boy underwear. Like, that was random even for you, Carrie. I know. Like the boy briefs, the tidy whities But they were like boy I used to think sizes. that was so cool when I was in like high school. I was like, oh, she's so... I was like, they're just like white Hanes, but like... Chic. <laughs> so chic. Yeah. God damn it. She makes everything so um, chic. <laughs> and like another one of my favorite physical comedy moments of all time, Samantha like getting her test results back. Uh, they like... Because they talked earlier about how scary it is when you, like, get the tap on your shoulder. And Miranda says, like, it's so scary when the guy, like, signals for you to come in the room. And, like, you know, you know that you're going in there to be told that you have something. And the woman comes over and, like, holds her shoulder. And she goes, Samantha Jones, come with me. And she gets up and, like, grabs, like, a tray with, like, a bunch of funny things. Things that are, like, funny when they, like, fall. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, metal, metal items. <laughs> and she, like, faints. And it's just kills me like i don't know why it's always stuck with me but it's like always been one of my favorite scenes um carrie and big are at another hotel big is at the front desk paying now for another room and a japanese businessman comes up and asks her how much she costs (gasps) because he he thinks she's a hooker because like he keeps (laughs) seeing her there it's not like a one-time thing Mm. like he's seen her there multiple times and why would you be there If you were not a hooker yeah. or having an illicit toward college, so affair. humiliating. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how much for sex? She's like, what? <laughs> and so, so Carrie is pissed and like so embarrassed at the same time, and she runs out and basically Charlotte spots her, and she's like, oh hey, like all happy hey, to see Carrie, and then yeah. <laughs> Big walks out right after her, and oh. Uh, she says, um, it, he was a force bigger than me, like Niagara Falls. Mm-mm. That's how Carrie described it to Charlotte. Because Carrie has no self-esteem. And, like, exactly. Of course he was. And also not taking responsibility for yes. it, too. Not saying, like, I fucked up. Right. Saying, like, oh, it was bigger than me. I, I couldn't, couldn't resist. help myself. Right. <laughs> I thought this was interesting, too, because to kind of play off, like, what I said earlier about her specifically telling Miranda because Miranda's like her true down ass bitch um like the entire time she's like spilling all all of this tea to Miranda but like how's she gonna get out of it like what do I do and um it's also confirmed a little earlier that she did tell Samantha as well and it's like it's very telling that she told everybody but Charlotte Mm -hmm. because Charlotte was like the one person Mm -hmm. who would actually make her feel bad about it and like make her realize that she was doing something terrible. Like obviously Miranda's just gonna give you some good like good tiger mom advice or whatever and tell you that you're being an idiot. Samantha will tell you to like keep fucking him or whatever. But like Charlotte is the one in this specific situation that would make her feel Yeah, so she bad calls her about what she's doing. Yeah, and if anything, that's also being a good friend because it's like you're being the other woman mm-hmm. right now. You you're know? not yeah. Carrie's like, while your friend's planning right, a wedding. Right. Yeah, and Carrie's trying to say yeah. she's not that woman. And Charlotte calls her out for not thinking about the wife and only caring about her own feelings. I was right. like, good for you, Charlotte. Yeah, she's not. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, she's not his wife. 
It, you know, I mean, yeah. she feels like she has some kind of claim yeah. because they had this like prior relationship, but she's not mm-hmm. his wife. She is right. the other and woman. I think this is also, yeah. but you could also see there's a lot of love behind Charlotte, like admonishing Carrie for her actions too, which also like goes just yeah. harps back to like how you can believe these people are friends. Yeah, and she says like, "What would you do if somebody did this mm-hmm. to me?" And Carrie's like, mm-hmm. "I'd kill them." You know, she's like, I'm planning a wedding. And then one of my favorite scenes is like Charlotte goes, she says, Carrie, you're my maid of honor. Which to Charlotte, that's like saying like you're on the the Supreme Court. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you are literally my maid of honor. That's the highest honor that there is. And you're being tawdry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you must act accordingly. <laughs> you know what, though? I do like I Carrie Charlotte. I had, um, I had good friends, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I guess because seedy things happen in a lot of movies. Um, I had friends in college who I was, like, good friends with both of them, better friends with her, but, like, I considered him a good friend, too. They got married. Long story short, they got, they eventually got divorced, but he had an affair um, with someone we knew, all of our friends knew about it. They decided wow. for a, a few years she stayed with him because they like had kids and she was trying to like keep the family together. Um, and during that time, yeah. that everyone in our it was not a secret that this affair had taken place, but they were staying married. I got married, and it was like I did, it was awkward. Like I couldn't not have him at my wedding because he was married to her, and she was like singing in my ceremony. Yeah. But it was like I don't fucking want you here. Like you obviously have no respect for like the promise you made. I don't want you here when I make it. Mm-hmm. Like, just, yeah. yeah. And I had to seat them at the table with my college friends. Cause where else would I sit them? And everyone else, you know, everyone just, we hated him. Like it was just, it wasn't great. So Ew, all that to say, wow. I can understand where Charlotte's coming from when you're like planning your wedding and you're getting ready to like yeah. make that kind of a commitment. It's like even more gross to like, think about it. Yeah. Especially cause you're thinking like your best friends are like, even though, like, a lot of times they're not. Like, a lot of times when your close friend is planning a wedding, like, you're like, bitch, get through this. Like, let's let's right. get it done, you know? Like, let's get to the actual wedding part because all of the other stuff is so... It's, like, a lot looking back. But, like, when it's your wedding, like, you feel like everybody around you is, like, kind of at least in a similar mm-hmm. headspace. So it's like, you're fucking watching me plan this wedding and you're cheating with a married man. Yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Um... And Carrie and Big, then they end up having, like, their last, like, romp and oh, of this moment. And uh, they're in Big's Apart- apartment. Yeah. Natasha's, his like... marital home. In the Hamptons. Right. His marital home. She's in his bed. And this is, like, where it really is, like... All the other times when they're in the, the hotels, it feels like, oh, they're cheating, and this is crazy. But when she's in his mm-hmm. house... Well, she said... It just next feels level. like the lowest Ooh, of the disrespect. low. Disrespect, yeah. 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 Yeah, and she said she feels like a hooker more than ever... And yeah, because he's like giving her his Richard Gere fucking fantasy where he's like, you know, food in the fridge. I'm going to go head out to work, like leave when you want, key under the mat. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. I am a prostitute. Um, And they get into a massive fight, right? At this point. Yeah, they get into this big fight about what this situation is and what they're doing. And um, that's when he's like, you know, I'm going to call her right now and, and tell her like that I want it to be over. And she's like, oh, you're going to call her and say, like, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm leaving like, you while she's, like, sunbathing. It's kind of funny because they're both, like, daring each other. Like, she, he's daring her <laughs> to, like, tell me to call her. And she's daring him, like, call her. But they both don't want to do either. Yeah. Like, she's not saying it and he's not doing it. Yes. 
Because he even says, like, well, I told you I wanted to tell her, but you told me not to. Exactly, like a child, you know? Yeah. Like, they're being so immature about this situation. Yeah, because, like, and, um, yeah, they're both basically asking each other if they're in or out, right? Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? And, like, even if this is, like, if we're in, what does it mean? Like, we're going to tell everybody that we, we had an mm-hmm. affair? Like, what what are we doing? Um... He leaves for work, and she's kind of, like, walking around the house. Do you think She's, like, looking through the fridge and eating food. Do you think if he wasn't married... Like, if he wasn't married, would they still be having this fight? Like, say, just living with Natasha? Or would it still be the same way, where he'd be af- still afraid to go all in with Carrie? Yeah, I don't I think, think he wants to go all too. in with Carrie. Yeah, not at this moment, no. Because don't you guys think that he, like... Like, especially based on what we know from them planning the wedding in the movie. Like, I feel like he just picked, like, like, um, I don't know, like a, like a mannequin to marry that just, like, here's mm-hmm. a wife. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, well, I don't know, I like, it doesn't things, feel like. When I was looking into it, I was reading a lot about how people were pointing out how he had been married and divorced and it seemed like a really bad relationship that he was kind of like almost still like reeling from. And now she was kind mm-hmm. of pushing him, pushing him, pushing him to like be ready for this relationship. And like, you know, when you're married, like, I don't know, I made it seem like he had gotten divorced pretty recently, like within the last couple of years, I think in the show. So it's like, it was kind of interesting to think of it from that way being like, she was expecting way too much than he was able to give. And he just, was always kind of honest and gave her right. like saying like I don't think I ever want to get married again. I wrote like, in my notes I'm not ready to introduce you to my mom. Season 2 I'm or whatever it was. Like Perry, when he tells you who he is, you have to believe him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he really did do he was that. Honest. That's how I was yeah. looking back. Yeah, he w- and it, but it was yeah, his fault was. for not realizing how we as an audience though would get mad being like, well, "Why can't you realize she's so great?" Right. Instead of kind of Right. Listening to what he's saying, we were doing just what Carrie was doing. She needed like, to read. No, he's just, just not over that into you. Do you remember that book? Yeah, yeah. I read it in college. Oh, yes. Birthed <laughs> from the show. It birthed from the show because Miranda says that. Remember the episode where really? someone says it to yeah. Miranda, and then Miranda goes and walks down the street. She hears two girls talking about that, and she goes, That's right. I'm going to save you a lot of problems. He's just not that into you. And she walks away. Like, what a bitch. That book is, like, a really good guy. Yeah. Like, that really frames it. That book really frames it in a way that's, like, he's just not that into you, and that's because he sucks, not because there's anything wrong with you. I want to say right. it's from people who worked on the show. Yeah, and it was very practical. Like, I remember, like, stuff that, like... Like, your friends could say it, and you hear it, but reading it in a book, you're like, okay. Like, one of the chapters was like, he's just not that into you if he's not calling you. And it says, like, you know, if you know how to get in touch with him, he knows how to get in touch with you. And if he wants to get in touch with you, he's going to get in touch with you. So if he's not calling you, he's just not that into you. (laughs) Okay. It's basically, like, just calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like, literally mm-hmm. get out of your own head. Like, and stop, stop expending you know that I mean? energy like, on someone who's not that into you and find someone who is, because someone will be. Yeah. Stop trying to mm-hmm. mystify him into seeing you some different way. And also, like, so, like, the way that I tried to rationalize when she did finally marry him, because I always was kind of a big person. I didn't, I didn't have any issue with Aiden, but I just found him to be, like, the guy that's, like, too mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And... 
I got really bored with him really quickly and I started to kind of resent like even like I feel like I started resenting Aiden right before <laughs> she did when he when she would come home and he'd be like hey who'd you see what you do what the fuck like ugh well, that, You're that YouTube uh, video you sent me um, pointed out that Carrie's never happy unless there's some like drama in her relationships. Mm-hmm. And Aiden was Wasn't drama. About the her, Aiden yeah. was like easygoing yeah. and kind and loved her. Yeah. So Aiden was a great guy, she, but he she was got bored not just like for we her. did. Yeah. I feel like she. The way that I tried to rationalize why she married Big when I like saw it for the first time was like. You know, it's like, okay, he has been married a bunch of times. And it, it feels like... She knows for a fact that he will I cheat mean, on his wife. Tell me if I'm crazy. Like, he has no qualms about that. Yeah. 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 He, he will cheat. Um, I feel like when they planned their first version of the wedding that he ended up leaving her at, like, it feels like he's just let women in his life plan these, like, weddings that he doesn't really even care to be a part of and, like, don't really mean anything to him. Yeah. Like... I picture in my head that Natasha probably did, like, a similar, maybe not getting married, like, downtown and having a big, like, what to do, but, like, just planning some big fiasco that he didn't feel, like, a connection to. And I felt like maybe Carrie was, like, the only time, like, the reason that he was so weird about marrying her is because she was somebody that he actually had some sort of emotional reaction to when it came to marriage, he seems so disconnected to Natasha that it's like, I feel like he doesn't feel... Do you know what I mean? Does that make any yeah. sense? Yeah. No, he definitely does seem, like, disconnected from Natasha. You don't really... <sighs> they look picture perfect. Like, they look like they belong together, you know? Yeah, like, she's very much a trophy. They on paper. Right. Yeah, like, she's just, like, some girl that was like, hey, marry mm-hmm. me. And he was like, all right. He was probably, like, all did right. not challenge him and and his emotions in any way that Carrie probably ever did either. It yeah. made things a lot easier then, for him. He let, again, he, like, let Carrie tell him that they were going to get married, basically. They planned some crazy fucking wedding that he had no attachment to or emotional connection to at all. And then he just, you know, and that was, he just did it again. Candace Bushnell, I found this, like, interesting quote. Um, She said, my mother always hated Aiden for some reason, so I could never really be team Aiden. Whenever I would go home and visit my parents, my mother would say, why is Carrie with Aiden and not with Mr. Big? You've got to get rid of Aiden. So my mother never felt that Aiden was the right person for Carrie, so I felt obligated to take her side. Aiden was just, he's just like that nice guy mm-hmm. that finishes last, always. But I will say, when she like saw him again, remember yeah. when Aiden got the glow up? Yeah, he got a glow up. Oh my god. When he cut his hair and stopped wearing <laughs> fringe... Oh yeah, jackets. They made him like dress like um, Jeff Bridges and like <laughs> what was that movie? Uh, <laughs> Crazy Heart? Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! No, and the hair too. Because he was like he was a wood whittler. <laughs> yeah. So he wore like like suede fringe. Yeah. He had <laughs> see like he had the cabin in the woods that Carrie hated. Eight like big had yeah. like the like Hampton's house. You know that was like mm-hmm. the differences yeah. between them. Exactly. Um, but the episode ends with uh, Carrie's kind of like walking around the house and like looking at all these like trinkets, like Which, these like, things also, that represent I, I Natasha and her house. I found another thing in my notes actually. Wait, no, wait, wait. So during that um, fight that they have when they're kind of like challenging each other, he said, uh, made a comment being like, 
just admit that you're in love with your boyfriend. Like, it's not about me. It's about you being in love with your boyfriend. It's just like, what? oh my god, then be with her. The what? Then choose her and be with her and call your wife if you're so jealous and you, like... Oh, that was so maddening. I just reread that. Like, how can you say something like that with a straight face? Just admit you love your boyfriend. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or said something like, yeah, admit this isn't about the affair. It's that you love your boyfriend. It's like, well, is that so horrible? And it's, like, hard for you because of that. (laughs) Is that so horrible to love my boyfriend? (laughs) The fact that you don't, like care at all that Natasha like he could give two <laughs> shits he really seriously could have called Natasha at that moment and been like hey I, I want a divorce I'm leaving Carrie we've been having sex in CD hotels for a month like he easily could have he doesn't you know right. what I mean like for him it's like she literally is just a trophy wife like you said oh um but it is so creepy how Carrie like stays and like lingers in the apartment mm-hmm. for like a few moments yeah. she has no shame like her pictures are everywhere She's, like, looking at, like, her, like, trinkets and being mm-hmm. like, this is weird. It's like she's imagining herself just, like, moving in and t- taking her place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, trying to like, understand Natasha at the same time. Because wasn't she kind of doing that? Like, is Natasha this type of person? Or is she a girl that does this? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, like, Natasha's, uh, she's, like, learning about what kind of woman she is by... Looking at her, like, knickknacks. things in the house. Because yeah. otherwise... She, yeah, because otherwise she doesn't know anything about her. So she's, like, she's a woman that like puts like um tea yeah. roses out on the counter and she collects like vintage tea sets and then she's like and she's Days home. before instagram kids and- this is what we had to do before instagram <laughs> we had to sneak into their houses <laughs> <laughs> there were no sliding into dms you slid into your um, husband <laughs> natasha like comes in she's like honey i'm home early from the hamptons from sunning and uh carrie tries to sneak out and when she's like leaving the house she pulls her her coat and it like rattles the chair she kicks the chair and natasha chases her out of yeah. the fucking Carrie, back door I see, you. <laughs> I see you and she said like <laughs> she's like i knew you were having an affair i didn't think you'd be doing it in my own mm. house and it's like oh it is so you're running it's away so from this wife gross. from your your boyfriend's wife oh my god and she's screaming like get you for doing it in their home it's literally the lowest <laughs> really moment. you know what can i just say it it's trashy of course it's trashy yeah. it's mm-hmm. awful and Carrie's better than and that. And it's even more awkward because Carrie's not talk Like, they're literally an inch away from each other, chasing each other down the stairs. And Carrie's just, like, not speaking. Right. Like, she's just head down running. Yeah. And it's, like, awkward. You can't see me. You can't see um, me. You can't see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, but she ends up falling on the step while they're running down the stairs. And she, like, shatters her tooth out. Oof. So Carrie has to take her to the emergency. Another one of my, like, favorite like little if you blink you'll miss it physical comedy moments where natasha has like the the like a shirt to her mm-hmm. mouth and she like carrie like frantically escorts her to the back seat of the cab and then carrie like leans forward and tells the cab driver where they're going and she tries to get in the cab and natasha like <laughs> yes. locks it she like slams her hand Good down at the lock you, and doesn't let her in yeah <laughs> so she gets to sit up front and they go to the hospital. Big shows up, and he's like thanking her for being there. He's like, "Thanks for uh, bringing her." Like as if it's just another day. Yeah, and he says and he'll he's call like, yeah, you. I'll call you yeah, later. For what? She's like, "For what?" We're so over. And then we need a new word. <laughs> we need a new mm, word for I over. I love that. We need a new word for over. <laughs> yeah, and what? So like, obviously, I've watched these episodes a million times, but I don't remember 
like how long she doesn't because now she's this is where she gets weird with Aiden right and they like are super awkward together and she can't like he like knows that she something's weird and... it at Charlotte's wedding Oh, okay. yeah, 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 I think I believe she confesses like after the wedding ceremony mm. and I think before the reception. Can you imagine? Because they go through that whole thing of him moving in, right? Remember he like bulldozes through the wall? Yeah. No, that I think is when he would. No, that's when they were getting engaged. That's the next season. That's the proposal. Yeah, yeah that's the whole thing where she gets the hives when she's trying on the wedding dresses. And yeah. yeah and they're. Yes. And she wears the mm. ring on her necklace. Right, right. It's closer to my heart. She's like, it's I love when Aiden proposed, and it wasn't the ring, the original ring that she didn't like. Remember how he had the ring she didn't like? I forgot about that. And she's freaking out because she's like, "How yeah. can I marry someone who doesn't know me and like doesn't know the diamond?" Yeah. And then when she proposes, it's a different ring, and he's like, "I had another one, but it just wasn't you." <laughs> Aiden, uh, you don't deserve anything yeah. that's coming to you. <laughs> I know. I, I yeah, second coming of Aiden was. Oof. I forgot how much I loved, like, buzzed head Aiden. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Like, bar owner Aiden. Uh, he was pretty hot. Yeah, he was. Hey, you know what's interesting? Because I didn't have HBO, actually, when it, this was originally airing. So I had to download the episodes or wait for them to be on VHS originally. What? I had to get the first two seasons on VHS. And then I think as I was getting, I think as, like, Napster, not just Napster, but like remember Kazaa and the uh-huh. ones that you could like download mm-hmm. videos. Lime yeah, Warner. I think season four was out at that moment, so they were really easy and readily available. So I had watched all of season four. So my first seeing Aiden was actually Buzzhead Aiden, and boy was I shook when I went back to season <laughs> oh, three. Wow. I was like, who is this guy? Wow. I was like, who's Aiden's dorky cousin? <laughs> like, who is- you had the experience like, the yeah, down. Yeah, and so then it was like kind of interesting to see him because I got to see like cool guy Aiden first. So it was like I was like, oh, he is so granola and like different in the third season. When uh when video stores were first starting to close, um my mom was like every week going to Blockbuster and renting the DVDs <laughs> of the show, and then like returning it like or a rabid dog and going back to get the next one. <laughs> and when video stores started, it was happening while they were like closing a little bit, and this video store near us called Hollywood Video oh, yeah. uh, started was closing, and my mom like. Literally, Annie opened up, pulled her boots up, and was like, "We're part." And she went and cleared the fucking shelves. And that was when they used to sell it, you know, mm-hmm. individually. Oh, the yeah. discs. wow! So she like walked up to the counter, and, like, bam, blocked seven years worth of a show. I love your mom. You have to have your mom on your pod now that They're she's all in the like forty cents each. I was like, "Girl, oh my god, you should have your mom on. That'd be so cute." She would love yeah. it. I would. And just honestly mute you my should. mic We're and probably going to have go. my dad she, on one day. It's We've like discussed her dream. it. Mm-hmm. I would love to. Yeah. Really? We've talked about having my sister on, too. I'm afraid of what my my, my mom with, like, an <laughs> audience would say. She loves, she loves, like, attention. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, um, but, yeah, I guess, do you guys have any, like, last things you want to add We have a story to tell you. This relationship or this show? Oh yeah! What well, is one it? time, oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> Siobhan this. And I I t- we're in New York City. We live just about two hours from the city, so we were on like a day trip with a friend of ours who went to NYU. No, this wasn't. This was in college. Yeah, in college, we were visiting Danny. 
Oh, but oh no, but I was. Oh, at were you in the city the at the time? So we were yeah. in like the village. We were with our friend who went to NYU, and Shabam was at Manhattan College. And we were walking, okay. and we look up across the street, and who do we see walking down the street but Mr. Big himself? And Shut so we stopped him. I was, like, <laughs> freaking out. And Jessica hadn't watched the show mm-hmm. at this point, so she but she knew how obsessed I uh-huh. was with Mr. Big. And she, I remember you going, yep. you cannot think for yourself at yep, this moment, so I'm going to think for you. <laughs> so we're going to go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Like, we're going to go Because he was on the phone, and, and so, we didn't want to interrupt him when he was on the phone, so we followed him for, like, three blocks. <laughs> but you know what? Because that's less than he, he got off the phone. He was we have He was very tall and very handsome. He got off the phone. We happened to be stopped at a red light with him. Siobhan tapped him on the shoulder and was like, I just, like, you know, I really, like, love the show. I'm a really big fan. And he was so sweet. He was like, oh, where are you guys from? What are your names? And he chatted oh, with yeah, us he, until the light ended. Yeah, Someone walked so up nice. and tried to give him free condoms. He politely declined. <laughs> yeah. Oh, And then the light changed God. and he said goodbye to us and went on his way. And it was such a nice encounter. Yeah. Yeah, he like shook our hands. Really oh, yeah. 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 He was wearing like brown corduroys and a gray t shirt. I still remember <laughs> that. But he looked really good. Love that. Dressed down. Yeah. Big. And he was um yeah, and I think he like shook our hands mm-hmm. and he yeah, asked, he was like, where totally we were nice from and, and what like, our names were like yeah. And I'm sure he got approached by lots of young girls mm-hmm. at that time. He was very was, gracious. Like, he was very nice. Yeah, very gracious, yes. God, at that time he must have been yeah, like Yeah, this was probably you know what I mean? like oh, walking I around like this what was this probably like 2004 so maybe. Probably yeah. Oh it was my the height. God. Yeah, yeah, that's like mm-hmm. Cuz it was right before That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was such clout like as I got back to school being like, oh, "I saw Mr. <laughs> 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 oh, that was such clout that day. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! In two thousand four, mm-hmm. are you kidding yeah. me? That was that's like and that was before camera, like I mean, iPhones. Yeah, and we didn't have cameras, so we didn't but have we have a, have a good story. Yeah. yeah, just walking down the street yeah, on a cell phone. Story. Wow! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That was like when you yeah. literally asked for an which is probably like, better. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have. I was I thought it was really interesting. I was listening to Armchair Expert, and Dax Shepard was saying something about how like he doesn't mind being approached by people who are fans, but he said how it's frustrating because like all people want is the selfie. And he was like, rather than like being interrupted mm-hmm. to like snap a picture with you, like I would rather like talk to you for three minutes and have like a connection and have like a yeah. moment yeah. and then send you on your way. People just like run up and they want to take a picture and then they run on run off and like that's Willem on race. Uh, Troy Willem on Race Chaser had a whole thing about that too, about how like that's so frustrating when people just like walk up and like act like you're a character at like Disneyland or something and he'll yeah. stop them be like hi how are you mm-hmm. like make them you know yeah like nice to meet you Trisha Paytas always says that too she always says like I'm more than happy to like say hi and like talk or whatever and like I'll take the selfie because it's obviously all you want but like don't secretly try and film me Ooh, or like, like if I'm out eating and like mm-hmm. trying like video me eating like it's because yeah, it's weird that is yeah you know it's so uncomfortable like yeah yeah it is so awkward but i'm also the person <laughs> that does that though like one time when i was in i was in the city and i was at port authority and i was like waiting to catch like a bus or something and um carla from top chef oh, was cool. there from like you yeah. know the kid the not the chew. kitchen what's the other one the chew and like i love top chef and like that's like a weird little like niche celebrity that I would like i think she would be nice yeah, and she was super nice. There was a trail of people following her, waiting for, like, their moment oh, with really? her. And I was just like, I'm no. not going to do I that. I guess when you also do a daytime so show, yeah, that happens. 
I was like, mm-hmm. snap, snap. Well, that's a, when I saw uh, <laughs> Leanne Locken, she was, we were at um, an Eric Jane concert oh in Dallas. And oh yeah, God. and Leanne Locken was there. It was like the best night ever. And that's like all it was, was just people trying to get selfies. Like you couldn't even have of like course. a moment besides being like, you're my favorite. Or like, you know, my, my friend did scream, Leanne, tell us who the boys who did it are. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your knives or your hands? And when she said that, she went. Shh. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. And then it. she had like this gay behind her, like this gay sister. It's like it's me, it's me. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It was so much fun. And I got, I did get my. I'm picture. the boys from the roundup. What? what I did you say? I did get my picture though with Leanne. Oh well, you better. I mean, like, here's the thing: when you meet a reality star, like one time I met Ramona. <gasps> And it's like I've told the story on this podcast before already, but like she was so fucking oh, mean. Oh, I believe it. And like, but it's Ramona, so it's like of course you expect her to be mean. But at the same time, I was like, girl, like I've heard somebody else say this. I feel like it was on like the um, Vanderpump Rules podcast. Like you are a reality star. Like you're not Meryl <laughs> Streep. Like you should be. You should feel grateful. Yeah, but things are only going to get worse like, after BravoCon because, like, imagine that's going to be oh a huge convention God. center with people Kill screaming me. once they see them. So that's only going to get worse, you know. Yeah, the there was a girl on the Vanderpump Rules podcast that said she had met Jax, and he was like giving her all these like stipulations and rules for the picture, and she was like, "No, I'm like taking a picture yeah. with you. You're literally Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Like, yeah. Stop. Like, I hear the Tom's take are minute and, like, nice. I hear the Tom. I hear the Toms and Ariana are like like the super super nice with like that stuff like taking pictures and apparently he's like yeah you want to yeah, take Insta not- <laughs> like he's told they are like a lot nicer which is totally believable because Jax is a monster yeah that makes sense yeah Ramona was like I guess we'll take a picture with you quickly I mean I guess yeah. otherwise you know what I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I was like no we're taking a picture of Ramona Singer like calm yeah. the fuck down. Um, my friend Nick's. Well, you oh, guys, my friend Nick lives near her, and he like saw her on the street one day, and he was like, "Ramona, can I get a hug?" <laughs> Which you know is kind of much <laughs> to approach. A lot, yeah, yeah, and she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, he said he got so embarrassed that he just didn't say anything and walked away. She goes, "Because I have a cold. Because I have a cold." <laughs> I saw Ramona because I was looking for parking and my friend Matt was in the car with me and he goes, there's Ramona, there's Ramona and she, there she was, just like on the show, on the corner, on the phone with poor Coco or yeah, was that her dog? Like walking, yeah, in, the walking street, in the street. Yeah, walking in the street. I was traffic. like, oh my god, there she is again. She was in a big puffy jacket with the hood up because it was like winter time. Oh so I was like, god. oh, there she is talking with Bethany, screaming at her. When I met her, she had just gotten a lot of filler. <laughs> like, it looked like that day. <clears throat> So, like, that's why she was apprehensive about... That's really why she didn't want to take it. the photo. Her face was, like, puffed to fucking hell. And she, like, put her glasses on and her lips were, like... I could literally see, like, injection mm-hmm. needle marks, like, on her lips. And I was like, poor thing. But we're still taking the picture. <laughs> you should post that uh, to the Instagram. <laughs> uh, well, do you guys have any closing Sex in the I City so. thoughts? I'll read that book and let you know what Candace Bushnell has to say these days. Yeah, tell me if like, sex no. is still in the city. <laughs> yeah. I suspect it is. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling. I'm really interested um, to know when, like, my... I have a niece who's, like, 12 now. So in, like, five years, she's going to be really prime, Like, around the same age I was when I, like, got super into the mm-hmm. show. 
So I'm really interested mm-hmm. to see what like the new generation like thinks of it. If they like still think she's the best and like really like her, or if they have a more critical eye mm-hmm. watching some of this stuff. I always tell people that are younger just like get through the first season. Yeah, like, just no, figure, so Carrie like, stops just like addressing it. the camera it's like she's Zach Morris. <laughs> oh my god, it's so weird, and they're all like it's a whole different show. Even mm-hmm. though they're it's a completely different show, it's a different yeah. show. The first two seasons. I do love the grittiness of those old too. seasons. Like the just rawness they're very, of it. They're uh, very mid-90s HBO. Mm-hmm. But then it it's gets like, glossy after that. Yeah, it becomes like escapism. But I'm like, this is before Carrie, like, before they even knew Carrie would have, like, a knack for fashion. So she's wearing, like, the most, even by 90s standards, like, the <laughs> most insane clothes, mm-hmm. like, ever just like like wooden mules and like oh she had like, like just all kinds of crazy yeah like shit. Dr. Shoals like she wore that one <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think of like her early yeah she's wearing more like just New Yorker typical clothes like muted colors like nothing really yeah. crazy maybe a couple new dresses but that yeah everything's still like that simplistic like late nineties. Where it wasn't like a lot of patterns, it was a lot of solids and very simple. Charlotte's like wearing those like middle school bonnets in her hair, where it's just like a bonnet that ties under your hair and just like is a literal just cloth of fabric <laughs> laying on your head. That yeah. like the eighth grade bonnet, just like a mess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to also. I'm, I really want to do other Sex in the City. Like I want to do Miranda oh, and Steve. Okay. So if you guys oh, want to come back fun. for another yeah. episode, we yeah. Could do, I mean. It'd be fun yeah. to do um, Samantha and Smith Jared too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do all of them. I want to do. And Actually, obviously, would I would good. love to yeah. do. Yeah, Charlotte. That would be super good. The episode where he like is dropping his ball sack on all of her furniture. Yeah, even her first marriage. The tea yeah. backing up. Her first marriage. That actually would be a really good one. Mm-hmm. Trey McDougal. Yeah, because that was supposed to be like. I would love, especially how like you know they waited to have sex and it was like a whole issue afterwards mm-hmm. that was really interesting i like that whole i'd like to talk about them just to min- talk about bunny <laughs> yes, and google yes. just alone and her love of mallards <sighs> up and adam george mcfadden <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> her love of uh, ducks and mallards <laughs> uh well i guess um if we didn't already mention it enough tell people where they can find you guys' podcast you can find us. We're on pretty much all major platforms. Um, so please subscribe and listen. We're on Instagram at Totally Paused Pod and on uh, Twitter at Totally Paused Pod. Really, if you type in ITOT, we are <laughs> going to come up. There's not a lot of. We're the original. <laughs> <original. laughs> yeah, we're the OG. Especially <laughs> on, like, if you're looking for us, our, like, our actual podcast episodes. If you type in ITOT, like, we're totally going to come up. Because I know this because I was at a wedding, a family wedding, and got drunk and made a lot of people subscribe. <laughs> I love that. Well, you got to do what you got to do. I it's grassroots, you know. Yeah, being, like, telling your aunt, like, this is a podcast. You're, like, telling her <laughs> what it is as you're making her yeah. subscribe Oh, my aunt it. wanted a shout-out. Um, like, that's, she loved it so much, we had to give her a shout-out on did. the last episode that we just yeah. recorded. Yeah. Actually, that was... You guys, honestly... Like, if you haven't listened, if you are listening to this and you didn't listen to the Never Been Kissed mm. episode that I Troy posted on Instagram... Troy was our first Instagram, ever guest. It like, was really it's good. good. 
it's a really good podcast and if you like this then you'll like it like it's like That's so nice. all the things that you like love and don't realize <laughs> that you need to be talking about i know it's good. and troy we want to have you back to do strangers with candy mm-hmm. oh, we, we yes. talked about that I wrote the campaign. yeah um, really anything you want to do if there's something else that really like <laughs> speaks to your strikes soul. you yeah. like please yeah of course you're welcome back anytime. no i want to talk about strangers with candy even just like hearing the na- the title of it makes my like stomach it makes me really laugh <laughs> good um but well, thank you guys thank for doing you. this. With me. It was super thank fun. You. This was a dream come true for us. And <laughs> it truly was. Yes. Well, you guys, this this was episode 109 of the Swiss Room. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, bye. We're bye. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Swiss Room, an emotionally broken psycho's Patreon exclusive. Please make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps your boy. Also, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash evpsychos for more information on this show and other Patreon-exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady. That's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. You can also follow this podcast at EBP underscore Smushroom. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. 